0: Hi, everyone. I'm Claire. I'm a grateful compulsive overeater. Um happy to be here tonight. I am doing service saves my life. And I've spoken on this meeting before in the past and I tried to try to think tonight like um, I want to share something different but there's certain things that I have to share because they're what brought me here and um, how I work my program and what my life used to be like and what it's like now. And um, I think more importantly is how I live in the solution. So um, I came into OA. Well, the first time I came was probably some 25 years ago with a sibling who has been abstinent um, all that time. Um, But I didn't get it. And um, I kind of just dabbled and left and um, went out there and um, ha had a lot of experiments with my disease. Um, I'm five feet tall when I came into OA. I, I've given away over 200 pounds um, and been maintaining that for about three years now. Um, I still have a little bit more weight to give away, um, but maybe some people's standards a lot, but um, I live in a body that was um, something that was never in my wildest dreams possible as an adult because I've been... Um, what a doctor would call super morbidly obese for most of my adult life until I came into OA. Um, I, when I first came in, I actually came in and listened to the 100-pounder meeting. And the reason I did that was um, there were a lot of face-to-face meetings where I lived, but um, it was painful for me to walk. Um, it just was really seriously painful. And I came in with a gift of desperation. Um, I... Um, got endometrial cancer and obesity is associated with that. And I always share that I'm the jaywalker in the big book because I knew I was at risk for that cancer. I knew I had to lose weight um, to um, help them be able to do surgery. I knew I had to lose weight because it might impact my hormones. And um, I lost 100 pounds twice only to gain it back in about a third of the time and add another 25 pounds onto it. There are just foods in this world that I am physically addicted to. I'm a food addict. I'm also an emotional eater. I'm an incest survivor. And um, I ate to deal with my fears. I ate to deal with my pain. I also ate to celebrate. I also ate just because I liked things. I also ate because I was lonely. I also ate when I wasn't lonely, you know? I'm just an addict. Um, But I came in desperate my my body was starting to fail um, and it was painful, just absolutely painful. And all the ramifications of being that kind of weight, not being able to go upstairs, not being able to fit in seats. Um, you know, I lived on the beach. I wasn't able to walk down to the beach anymore. Just, you know, the isolation and unmanageability and the isolation that comes from, you know, focusing on the food, like going out with friends and just thinking about the food and not the conversation. Having a holiday meal and focusing on the food and not the people. Um, And then eating so much I'd put myself into a coma. In fact, my first year, my first Thanksgiving in recovery, my family noted to me that they couldn't believe how much I had changed. And I said, what are you talking about? It's because I used to eat meals and then go lay on the couch and fall asleep because I couldn't fit in the chair and because I had basically put myself into a food coma. And it was the first time I had hung out and talked with everyone in years. So I'm very grateful to this program, but I came in desperate and that was my higher power, gift of desperation, and I worked the steps. And I worked the steps as if my life depended on it and still do because it does. And I have no doubt during this COVID nightmare that I would be probably 500 pounds have left to my own resources. Um, But I'm not. I have all of you. I have the fellowship. I have um, the steps, a higher power um, and the tools of the program. So I came in and um, I was desperate. So I was honest at first, but um, I worked on the, uh, 30 questions in the sponsorship package, and I didn't realize until I did that absolutely how every level of my life was unmanageable, not just the physical. I was a procrastinator, I lived in anger, I was an anger-holic, I just, it was, and I turned to the food as my solution. And I gotta say there were points in, in my life where it comforted me and it numbed me, but it's not a solution, it's artificial, it's temporary. And at some point that temporary fix goes away and there's no amount of food that can fill it. And it goes from, for me, it went from, you know, serving a purpose as the drug it was for me to going to a point where it was almost going to kill me. Um, And that was the honesty I was faced with when I came in. And um, what I heard on the hundred pounder meeting and then subsequently going into face-to-face meetings was recovery heard people that had not only lost weight but maintained it but I also heard their serenity and their love and their fellowship and their peace and I wanted what they had it gave me hope right it's the second step hope and um I I think this meeting and our meetings are rooms of miracles and um it works this program works if you work it it is work um and I signed the we care sheets and meetings working the miracle because that's what it is to me. It's a miracle. If it's not working, just keep coming back till it works. Um, I I had faith, but I didn't have a faith that worked for me. I was angry at God because of my childhood and I had to redefine the higher power of my understanding in the way that Bill W. talks about it in the big book. If you haven't read that story, I really encourage it because a higher power is anything we want to define it to be. And um, my higher power has changed. First, it was the gift of desperation. Then it was love for the fellowship, good orderly direction. And then I really developed a, a higher power, God of my understanding that I still have today. And I'm grateful for that. I went about doing a fourth step, which was scary, but I was able to do it because I had found a higher power of my understanding. And um, I, I always share. I sponsor you know, a bunch of people, and every one of them has a different higher power. And um, that's the thing that amazes me. It doesn't matter as long as we work the steps. Um, that higher power is free to be whatever we want it to be. And um, I redefined my higher power as a very loving accepting and, um, strong, but, and powerful, but yet, um, gentle. And it was so important to me and it allowed me to do my fourth step. Um, it wasn't an easy fourth step. I left home at 16. I damaged myself and others. And, um, I had to be really honest with that about, with that my sponsor. And, and, um, I, um, always share that the, um, the principle of the fifth step is integrity. And if you look up the definition of integrity in the dictionary, the usually the second or third definition will be to integrate, to be made whole. And I really feel that the four through nine process did that for me, it helped make me whole. Um, I had a trauma background. I, I went for professional help, but um, working the step added a dimension that just wasn't there for me before. Um, And then came the sixth step, which is willing. And I will tell you that a large part of my recovery still to this day is being willing to be willing to be willing, because I am really stubborn and which sometimes is a great asset as the OA 12 and 12 talks about. Um, But many times there are things I don't wanna do and I just have to be willing to be willing to be willing, willing to willing to be willing to give up food, willing to be willing to give up a character defect. Um, And that's how I worked a lot in my program. Um, I almost left program at the seventh step because I lacked humility. Um, I held myself to a higher standard than other people, a certain form of perfectionism. And that's one of my responses to fear. It's either fight or flight and perfectionism was flight to me because I could never meet those standards. So I would uh, procrastinate. I would blame others. I would, you know, um, that was my MO. But I also held myself to a higher standard. And I used to think, well, it's because I'm just hard on myself. And then I was called out by a therapist who said, you know, you you think you're hot, you know what? Um, because you believe that um, you're better than other people because you should be doing better than other people, and it, it hit me like a bullseye that I was I was expecting things from me that I wouldn't expect of um people that um that hurt me even I just wouldn't even expect you know them to be held to the standard that I was um so I had to work that really hard I made a list of people I had harmed and I made amends to most of them some of them I couldn't. So I did living amends and some of them I'm still making amends to them um, and a lot of my character defects lifted some of my really big ones literally lifted and it was beautiful just beautiful and many promises came to me but and some of my character defects didn't lift or I didn't recognize them as honestly as I did when I did my first fourth step and I still have to work on them so I you know I work that. Um, one day at a time, and I work with a sponsor, and I go back to them, and I work a daily 10-step. I call it my toothbrush step. I'm not perfect about it, but I took the sheet from the O.A. Um, Green Workbook, the um, Workshops and Study Guidebook, and um, I put it by my toothbrush so that at night when I go to brush my teeth, I have to do my 10th step because otherwise I fall asleep Do I do it perfectly? No, but I do it often enough, and I do spot check inventories a lot. I use something called Talk, um, tolerance, acceptance, love, and kindness, because my brain can get really angry. And I got to say, these days my brain doesn't really get that angry anymore. It's an old me, but I still use it. I still use it to remind myself. And um, I do spot check inventories. I love the story in the. storybook that talks about spiritual time out please it's called food for thought Um, and um, it's spiritual time out please I use that for my spot check inventories Um, I love prayer and meditation walking is actually very meditative for me Um, I rewrote the third step prayer because it was hard for me to say Um, literally at points I couldn't get the words out of my mouth um, I love the 11th step prayer. I very frequently say the 7th step prayer. Um, and um, meditation for me was really hard when I came into OA, but I um, learned to use it one day at a time. And I do a lot of service because this program saved my life, and it's... Um, Doing service continues to save my life, and I think it's, I know it's God's will for me to do it. And it made me a different person. You know, when I came in, I couldn't walk. My body was failing, and um, I was angry and resentful at the world. And now I have a higher power. I love myself and others. My body is no longer failing, Uh, you know. I'm not in perfect shape, but I can walk five or 10 miles now. And um, I can stand for hours and I can go up a bunch of flights of stairs without getting out of breath. And that's a big difference. Um, I can fit in seats and I can um, do things physically I couldn't do before. Emotionally, I've been checked out of therapy and, um, you know, I still have problems. I need to learn and weigh, weigh and measure um, my emotions. Sometimes I need to weigh, weigh, learn to weigh and measure my finances. Um, but, but you know, I work the program, and I, I for me, it's been life saving, and it, and it really has. And it was not easy for me. You know, it took me a bunch of months to get abstinent. I've been abstinent for over six years now, but it took me time. To get abstinent, and on most days the food doesn't call me anymore, which is a gift. Um, and on the days that it does, I I really use the tools. So I thought maybe I'd spend a few minutes talking about the tools because I know it's a time of year that we're coming up on that's really hard for everybody, and um, we've been doing some work on the tools in my intergroup, and I I think they're just awesome. This t- they're awesome all the time but I think they're particularly awesome this time of year. So I have a plan of eating. It's something that I've worked out with a doctor. I turn it over to my sponsor. I don't make changes in that plan without talking to my sponsor. That's what works for me. For me, it's weighed and measured um, because that's what works for me. But, and everyone's plan of eating is different. I, I have a long list of trigger foods that I do not eat. That list has changed. I've added to it. It didn't start out as long as it is, but it became longer, and that's okay, right? For me, that is not about some, like, I didn't have to, I didn't come to a hard stop, right? I put down certain foods, and then I put down more, and that's what worked for me, right? Some people have to put down everything all at once. Maybe that would have been my best path, but it was not the path that God or I chose, and um I consider my plan of eating you know like God's menu. I don't change it without praying about it without talking to my sponsor. I have a sponsor and I sponsor. I actually have to, I have a sponsor and I have a service sponsor, so I have two sponsors and um I work with them both, and I speak to them. I used to speak to my sponsor every day. I don't any longer, but we speak regularly um, meetings I love meetings. I go to um, a minimum of three, um, probably five meetings a week. I do service at least at, I do service at at least two meetings a week. Um, And I go to meetings and I listen, because if I listen, I hear things. And I go to meetings and I share, even if I don't want to. I was told if you want to, go to a meeting, well, this is when we had, you know, face-to-face meetings. Want to go and you. you have ten more minutes. Thank you. If we, oh. um, if I want, if I want to go to a meeting, I um, should walk. And if I don't want to go to a meeting, I should run. And um, I love, I love our meetings. You know, I love hearing the solution from other people. I love hearing how people work the steps. I love that people can come and honestly share about the problems that we're having. Um, I love that I can come and share with you. You know, my life is not perfect. COVID's a mess. Um, you know, my my o- oldest friend has stage four cancer. Um, my partner is um, works for an international organization and it has because of COVID has been out of the country for almost a year. Um, uh, there are things that I'm sad about. There are things um, that used, would make me eat about in the past. But I go to meetings and I'm able to share. And I'm able to share honestly. And I'm, you know, that's beautiful. Um, telephone is a great tool. I talk to a number of sponsors each day. I try to make outreach calls to newcomers. Um, I love the tool of telephone. It's, for me, this disease was so isolating. I always had a lot of friends, but I could be in a room and not be present. And um, it's beautiful to be able to pick up the telephone and call someone if I'm having a problem, if I'm angry or resentful and get rid of it, because... For me to hold on to anger, resentment, I'll eat over it, right? So I, it's great to use the telephone for that, and and to also be available. You know, my first when I first came in, and got abstinent, my first uh, week or two of abstinence, I went was at a party with my family. So right, a lot of us are going to be at parties with families, and that was like to me like the perfect storm: being with family and at a party with a lot of food, and two weeks abstinence And um, I remember that someone had given me their number and I called them and they called me back and I said, I can't really talk because I'm in a room full of people. But just the fact that that person had the love and fellowship to call me back was a God tool for me that day. It saved me from eating. And my two weeks of abstinence could have disappeared that one day at a time um, instead of becoming six years, it could have went away, but yet for someone returning my phone call. So I think a telephones is a really important tool when people call us, and sometimes we don't want to call them back. We've got too much going on, work, life, the holidays coming up, whatever. But um, I always remember that, and so I, I try as often as possible to pick up the phone or call someone back. I can't do it all the time. There's no way. But I really try um, to remember that because it saved my life, the fact that that person called me. Writing has been an awesome tool for me. Um, using, like, the spot check inventory tools, using um, the abstinence writing tools you can find on the OA of website. Mind, though, we have another two more minutes. Okay, and um writing you know to keep to keep track of what's going on with me. I love our o a literature. I read something every day. I usually read the, one of the daily readers. Um, I, I love all our o a literature. It is just awesome. Um, I have an action plan for how I'm going to deal with certain parts of my life. I honestly need to update my action plan, so I'm gonna call myself out on that tonight. Um, Anonymity, the other tool is very important to me. What I I say here, what you hear, it remains here. And that I also don't place, uh, I place principles before personalities. I don't like everything everybody says. I don't like every, you know, I can have conflicts sometimes even, but we have the traditions and the steps to work those things out in a way. And the last tool I use is service. If you're feeling sorry for yourself, give service. If you're feeling sorry for yourself, I'm serious. For me, service saves my life all the time. And, um, you know, during the holiday season, there's a lot of ways to do service, But you know, and um, we can really be there for each other. So I, it doesn't matter where we're at, it really does, for me, it saves my life and um it's it's my responsibility, but it's also my pleasure and I just want to thank you all and I want to um you know wish you love and abstinence and peace and um be happy, joyous, and free in this fellowship because you can even when we're got a lot of crap going on in our you know um, and a lot of things happen in this time of year but um, you know, embrace the love. We'll love you till you keep until keep coming back, cause we'll love you till you keep. You can get to love yourself. Honestly, that's what that's what happened with me. The people in these this phone meeting, people in the OA rooms, they loved me until I loved myself, and I'm forever grateful. Um, I'm glad I got to speak here tonight. Um, I, I love this fellowship. Um, I. Um, you know, OA saved my life. I can't say anything else to you. And if you're struggling, just please keep coming back and pick up pick up one of the tools, call someone, write something, find a sponsor, work the steps. It works if you work it. You know, just keep coming back to the miracle happens because it will happen. It will happen. I'm just um sending everyone a lot of love and peace. Um, I, I'm going to end there. I'm going to um. Leave you my number. It's area code 516. 516 is the area code 5099926. So 516 509-9926. You can call or text. I'm Eastern Standard Time. Um, so um, if it takes me time to get back, just be patient with me. I'm working, I'm doing service and life and all those things, but I will get back to you. And, um, everyone, I just wish you, I hope we all have one more day, one more day of abstinence. And, um, just grateful to be here. Um, replace attitude with gratitude. And, um, God bless everyone. Thank you for letting me speak tonight and, um, sending you all lots of love and, um, You know, find a higher power of your understanding, no matter what it is, because I went from gifts to desperation, to the rooms, to good order, to redirection, to a God of love. And whatever one of those or whatever works for you, I've had people pray to the ocean, to trees, whatever works. Just Thanks. Thank you for allowing me to do service.